All right, let me yep. see. Let me get in position for this episode. <coughs> How was that? That was pretty good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Did you get the burp? Yep. Mm, you're definitely not cutting it out. Nope. Uh, all right. What's up, everybody? You found it. You guessed it. This is Jacob. And this is Kelsey, and you're wa- listening to the Crossroads Travel Podcast. Maybe one day you will be watching it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's such like a common thing to say, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, what is up, everyone? Um, sorry we haven't been at it. Um, but we are back and we are coming to you guys with just an update on the van and a couple stories. And we're coming to you with um, some new stickers, we're dropping some stickers soon. Um, designed by yours truly. Yes, designed by yours truly. And Kelsey, not me. Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be a couple stickers that we're going to print out um, with the designs that I've come up with. And hopefully you guys will like them. But look for that on our Instagram, and if you want one, um, comment on the post when we post it, or DM us, and it's it's totally free, so we want you guys to enjoy them. What? You said free? Free! Wow. <laughs> Is that even a thing anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, because, I mean, you guys have been so awesome, so shout out to you guys for just following Jacob and I on this journey, and um, I mean, we haven't yet to take, you know? Coming up, by the way, it uh, we have reached the two-month mark, so that's exciting. Yep, under two months now, mm, and yeah. everybody who has been following along, we uh, that's kind of cool. You're just doing it for pretty much anyone who wants to follow along, so you guys made it, you found it, and shout out Kevin, because he found it. <laughs> Dude's he listened did. to all the episodes, apparently, and uh, I was like, okay, damn, that's impressive. There's like six of them out there now, or seven. This is like the eighth, so yeah. Yeah, it's honestly crazy. Like, I never thought I would be making a podcast. I've listened to a couple of my days, and I've always just been like, wow, like, that's cool. Like, people follow follow it, you know? Yeah, And now, like, we're doing it, and it's like, I mean, we don't have, I mean, you know, we have our, our fans, but it's just cool when people are consistent with it, and they just like hearing what you have to say, you know? Yeah, it definitely makes me want to be more consistent. It's just hard to find the time to sit down and record and plan and do all that stuff because I am still working 40 hours a week and yeah we're trying to learn jujitsu yeah. Kelsey um, mm. before we get on the road here yeah and travel around to all these different jujitsu gyms but I think uh I think we're doing as much as we can and we're grinding out we're saving as much as possible and we're just gonna relax for the first part of our van life yeah i mean like if you think about it you've been in school for like like five we've been in school for like 20 years we gotta enjoy some of our life out of it you know yeah and that's cool if like you know you know what you want if you want to fail me right after that or you want to like get into a serious career like i respect everyone's decision but for me I want to travel and find out who I am more. So, who knows when um, it won't 
be a thing to do this, you know? I'm not saying, like, you got to jump on the bandwagon while the bandwagon's hot because I've been trying to do this for over over a year now at this point. And um, all I'm saying is you got to take advantage of... I guess the country, this country while you can, or your life, a situation, time. anything, time. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got to take advantage of the time mm-hmm. when you can. Yeah. And right now we have the time to be able to do this and no really true responsibilities other than my 40 hour a week job, which there will always be another 40 hour a week job mm-hmm. to work somewhere else. Yeah, for real. So there's no responsibilities and it's just, you got to do it. Yeah, I'm really excited because, I mean, that's going to just be such a free feeling, you know, and I can't wait. Each day is a little bit closer, which makes it exciting, and suddenly it's going to be, like, right in front of us, and we're going to be like, oh, my God, where'd the time go? I know, but uh, I am happy, as at least right now, that I'm figuring out all these little issues with the van before we get on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna, we're going to run into some kind of issues on the road, and that's fine. But, I mean... That's part of it. Comes with Just the like little stupid things going wrong with my van lately that is real easily avoidable, but at the same time can happen because it's an older vehicle and things wear out. I mean, for some reason, when uh, it got the spark plug tune-up that I talked about in the previous episode... The coolant sensor plug was all messed up. And they told me they put a new coolant sensor in there. And it looks all shiny and gold and it looked new. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, What they didn't do, I found out, is replace the... Well, you didn't have to replace it. But um, they messed up the connector somehow. So I I got the van back and it just like was running weird. Can you explain um, what the connector is? What? Um, is it a hose? It's the or? wire. The wires that hook up to the sensor. Okay. The plug itself. Okay. The connector. So, I get the van back, and for weeks it was running good until it wasn't. It was running a little weird on me, like in the drive-through. I was actually at Wendy's, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Shout out Wendy's. So, I get back home and i'm like fuck it i want to take this thing apart myself maybe figure out what's going on and what i thought it was was a spark plug wire misfiring on the body of the vehicle and i could just like tie wrap it up somewhere and fix the issue myself so i took the whole what they call the doghouse apart which i might have talked about in the last episode but it's right below it's like the cockpit i think you said you were gonna take it off okay yeah Okay, I did. Cool. Yeah, and, and I saw that. That was pretty, looked very different. Yeah, I left it apart, definitely, so you could check it out and know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't realize it, but the motor is, like, right there. Yeah. When you took it out, there was so much space. Yeah, yeah, no, there is a lot of space afterwards, too. Just because, just like in my last build when I was using all the plastic bins for storage, mm-hmm. that plastic takes up a lot of space that you don't realize. Yeah, it does. And that's that's the dashboard itself, pretty much. Everybody's dashboard takes up a bunch of space. When you're at the mechanic shop and you take your dashboard apart, it's like you can, I don't know, it's the you you realize how deep 
the front of the vehicle goes. Goes, yeah, yeah. Because you can see it sitting in the driver's Especially seat. Especially on a Chevy Astro. Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah. Anyways, back to topic. Uh, my vehicle just starts kind of running funny. But what I really noticed was my temperature gauge went from normal to zero. To like non-registered. Like, it was, like I just turned the key and started it up in the morning. And then it would go back up to temperature. And it would like flicker. So as my temperature gauge is like flickering a little bit, my engine is like hiccuping and hiccuping. So what's going on is the connector is putting my engine into warm-up mode and dumping fuel in there because it thinks it's cold. So what warm-up mode is, is it dumps a little bit of extra fuel in your motor. So I guess it warms up faster. Mm, Whatever. Interesting. Whatever it does, it was going in and out of warm-up mode. So it was acting all weird. Uh, it didn't misfire or anything, but it like almost stalled out on me type of, type of yeah, acting weird. Yeah, I remember that. I had to, we had to leave OC at the shop. Well, this was... it was, that week? No, this is when I got oh, it back. That's when you got it back. Okay. Yeah, no. My bed. My we bed. Had to, I had to leave it at the shop for like almost a week to do the spark plugs. No, I meant you're outside of your work. Uh, that night, remember? Yep, yep that is, that that's, is when... That's the day when it happened. I had yeah. to leave it at the shop that I work at. Yeah, yeah yep. my bad. I should have clarified. Yeah, so I, I had to leave it there because when I'm trying to figure out what's going on with this, I saw a vacuum line was like dry rotted and cracked and had a hole in it. So I'm like, all right, I, I can replace that vacuum line. I grabbed a piece of fuel line or, yeah, fuel line or vent line from my work because it was just a five-eighths hose so i grab a piece of five-eighths hose and i go to put it on there and obviously it didn't go on there easily and i'm struggling trying to get it on there trying to reach back and as i do that i'm pushing against a hose and where that hose is connected to is what's called your heater core valve so four hoses go to it and i don't know what it really does but it takes the vacuum line from when you turn the dial on the AC from hot to cold. It takes that vacuum line and either sucks it in or releases it. And it changes, it flips this valve. So two hoses are now the other two hoses. Oh, wow. Because there's four hoses hooked up to this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, there's coolant running all through these hoses. That's why it was leaking, right? Yeah, because I broke the fitting, oh, and it was okay. just it leaking coolant. And if I were to go to start it to try to get it home, it would just spit coolant out of that hose. Yeah, yeah, I and remember I'd, seeing it. Yeah, it overheat in an instant. Oh, but um. See. Anyways, I had to get heater core valve because the plastic was dry rotted. I replaced the vacuum line that was messed up, and it still wasn't running right. And I'm just like, what could be what could be going on right now? My temperature gauge was flickering up and down. So good old trusty Google on the Astro Van form. Uh, everyone's saying go to your coolant temperature sensor. There's something wrong with that or the ECM, obviously, right? It's one or the other. If it's not a sensor or the wires, it's the ECM. And it's true, but it's usually not the ECM. Anyways, I go to the plug turn the car on it's running it's running good i go to the plug and i make it run bad 
I make it run good. I make it run bad. I make it run good. I make it run bad. I'm like, as I'm as I'm wiggling it back and forth. So I'm like, hmm. Obviously, there's something wrong with the plug. Yeah. Either the plug or the sensor. So what do I do? I ordered a sense. A, I try to order the pigtail harness. What it's called? Oh, is that your little computer thing? No. A, what a pigtail harness is is the connector with yeah. about three inches of wire hanging mm. off the back of it. So you can crimp or solder wires that your motor already has to those wires that you bought and the new plug that comes on the end of those wires. Oh, wow. Because the way that the wires connect into the plug is what you're pretty much buying. Gotcha. So you okay. have to, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. So you cut the wires from the old plug and you connect this new plug to the old wires that is from your motor your motor wiring harness they call it mm-hmm. but um i get this pigtail harness i'm looking at the new connector and i pull the old connector so i match them up to see if they're alike and one of them's got this little waterproof booty on it and the other the one in my motor doesn't so i'm looking at it i'm like hmm I take the little waterproof rubber booty off of the connector and I put it onto my connector, the one that I thought was bad. Mm-hmm. So then I just put the connector back in, start the motor, and I'm wiggling it. I'm trying to create the problem again. Nope. Can't, couldn't recreate the problem. So it was the booty. It was the plug that was wiggling in the sensor not making good contact so yeah it was the booty it needed that (laughs) the booty (laughs) it needed that no wiggle type of connection and i mean you could chase that around if you didn't know what you were looking for yeah thank god for that forum that's honestly so clutch i know i know i actually found it on an f-150 forum or like a ford truck forum so not like not a Chevy Astro. Wow. Well, it's similar. Every motor kind of, I mean, they have a coolant temperature sensor that feeds to the gauge that you're looking at. Okay. I mean, every car is set up that way. It's mm-hmm. the most efficient way to do it. I mean, they all copied each other probably. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. But it is what it is. It's the most efficient way to do it. Probably couldn't be another way to do that in a car. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was friggin' what's his name would come up with it tesla dude elon elon <laughs> oh elon uh yeah but yeah i'm glad oc's kind of you know she was she was gone from us well, now, for a little bit I've, now i've had a problem since yeah and what that taught me is that i can take the doghouse apart i can replace a hose in the front yeah i can i can work on that motor a lot better than i thought i could oh yeah i knew you could do that i know but i always put like this you always like you see something and you put it on this pedestal like I'm not qualified to do this. A uh, car mechanic does this for a living and that's true because I say it all the time when people bring their boats to me and they try to do this, this and that and they didn't fix the problem. I'm always like, "Oh, why didn't you just take it to me in the first place?" you know. Now yeah. I, but I mean, I am guilty of kind of bitching about that 
So I went I went and brought it to an auto mechanic. I'm like, this is what he does. Yeah, I hear you. But at the same time, it's kind of also what I do. So when I was in there and I was rooting for the problem, kind of sticking my head in there because I'm fed up of just paying auto mechanics at this point. I'm looking at this thing and I I can do any I can do anything to it. You know, I I feel I just got this like sense of empowerment now. I mean, yeah, you are a boat mechanic too, which I can't imagine it obviously it's different, but couldn't it be like that. Yeah, I mean, there's hard you know? shit to do in a boat motor. Yeah, I just bet. Just like there's hard shit to do in a car motor. Yeah, but I feel like you But there's really... always a way to get it done. Yeah, you know. There is there it's as long as you kind of have a sense of what you're doing, like, you should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank God we have YouTube, too. <laughs> yep, thank God for YouTube. <laughs> thank God. We are all blessed in this era. <laughs> I pretty much learned everything I could off of Google through, like, insulation, wall panels. I, I even put the cedar roof, like, those cedar panels. Mm-hmm. I even used cedar because some dude had posted on there that they do it in RVs because it keeps mosquitoes away. That's smart. Or at least it's supposed to. I haven't seen any bugs in your van. Uh, When we were in Jonathan Dickinson, all those flies. Okay, well, okay, that. It's a fly pandemic. But, like, I haven't seen spiders in your car, none of that. There's been freaking gnarly spiders in my car. Uh, Maybe you're right. Maybe it's for, like, all types of bugs. Who knows? I don't know. But. We will find out. We got the cargo carrier back over to my house. Yes, we did. We packed so much stuff into that thing. Yeah. I'm stoked. Like, we have so much storage. We packed more stuff in there than I thought we would even want to bring. I know. We got we got the two. <laughs> we got freaking, options um, now. We got the two sleeping bags mm-hmm. that I stuffed in there. I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to bring these, but let's, pro- let's just put them in. The grill fits in there too, which like we were kind of debating to bring that or not because oh, it did yeah. not fit in the van nope it's so it's that's cool the and then the our garage we found a tupperware space for that and have extra space on the side oh i found such a cool so bin. you know what that means y'all i can bring a little extra clothes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i've been stressing about that not no i actually haven't been stressing because i think i'm gonna be fine like i pretty much wear the same shit every day but um we'll be fine you know i just want to be prepared for the seasonal change we will i don't want to be cold nope i trust me me no neither. i know i know babe i know me neither You'll take care of me i'm a florida boy i know i know but yeah i mean pretty stoked i mean we could probably fit like two boards in there we could probably yeah oh even with the stuff that we have we a can easily pit. we can easily fit one s- snowboard in with all the shit that we put in there oh 100%. on saturday we could put another board in there and then if we like scale down because we wouldn't need our outside camping stuff if it, it's cold out. What about a blow up paddle board? Could fit that in there yeah. too. That'd be cool. Hundred percent. But we wouldn't need our outdoor camping stuff if it was the winter time. Right? Yeah. No, we wouldn't. So two boards, easy. Yeah. Boots, straps. <laughs> I'm so excited. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's so great. And it's like I don't know earlier i just thought about it like i just thought i'd just bring it up like when you and i've talked to a couple of our you know parents friends about this like you know people more that age like like mid 50s whatever um they've all have said the same thing go do it 
go yeah. do it. I wish I would have done it at that age, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you told me, like, your boss even, like, wants to do it now. Right? Well, my boss had done it. My boss had, my boss had traveled the country in uh, driving the Michelob Ultra race boat for Tom Gentry. <laughs> so dope. So he had, he had actually making the trip from Hawaii to California because, yeah, I think they were – stationed out of hawaii or something right Mm -hmm. so he'd been he would travel from california to new york with a 42 foot catamaran race boat with michelob ultra on the side and a big old diesel freight liner across country and i mean he's done it is what i'm saying so he's like i i he he is he pretty much told me he's like I couldn't tell you not to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's like, I did it. Greg has, Greg has always wanted to do it. The other guy I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, he's like, you got to do it. If you don't want to do it, if you don't do it now, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Pretty much. Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with traveling when you're older. It's just, I feel like traveling now when you have no obligations, no attachments, like, Watch us get on the road and we're going to like fucking hate it. <laughs> Dude, no. I think we're going to love it. No, I, mean, I, I do too. I, I mean, too. you definitely like have to like consider that though. It's not all friggin' sunshine and rainbows. That's not life. Like, no, it's not. I mean, to be honest, to be quite honest, I've thought about like I already know we're going to have a couple rough, rough nights and a couple maybe hard times that we didn't expect to happen. But I feel like, you know, you can only be prepared you know so much and... You and I are very good at um, working together. So as long as I got that, I'm good. One, one thing that I have thought about, and I know I'm going to run into it, I'm not going to be able to spread my legs wide. Because when my hips hurt really bad after jujitsu, mm-hmm. it like pains me to be on my side. Oh, yeah. Right? So to get rid of that pain... I usually spread my legs open, mm-hmm. like a good amount. Oh, I felt that last night. I widen my legs. And in the van, I'm like, keep thinking, I'm like, I keep having this thought, do I have enough length <laughs> <laughs> from front of cabinet yeah. to slider door to extend my legs out enough? I mean, I think your extension table is pretty rad. No, the extension table goes from pretty much door to... Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I know I can I can get pretty wide, but can I get wide enough to Ooh. relieve my pain? That's <laughs> all I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, no, I hear you. I feel like we could put another table like in front of the. Counter. I mean, I'll figure it out if it doesn't work yeah. out. I mean, we'll definitely. That's a problem to figure out on the road, but it's just like one thing. Like you when know, you when you were thinking about it, yeah, it's not gonna, when you were saying like it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. No, and I know it's not. And, I've thought about that and you've thought about that, but my thoughts are more or less like after a hard jujitsu roll, am I going to be able to <laughs> widen my legs enough? <laughs> See, like what I was thinking about was like, you know, when we have to, some days we're going to have to be driving like, oh, the whole day, seven hours, like 12 hours yeah. plus 13 hours. I think our longest commute is 13. Uh, I don't think so. 14, 13? I think our longest commute is from. Rocky Mountain National Park to Yellowstone. 
Really? I thought it was. I but, thought it would be from the from Missouri to Kansas. No, I don't think so. I think it's from can. Well, I don't think any of our drives is over ten hours. God, I have it on the itinerary. I could pull it up, but whatever. I don't care enough to. I don't do think that. any of our drives are over ten hours. But you're right. But ten I'm just hours saying, some nights we're gonna like pull into if we're staying in a campground, or I mean, pull even boondocking it. Yeah. Well, yeah, like even just pulling in late at night, like you know, a lot of people probably don't think about this, but we've experienced this a couple times. Like, you first got to have a routine, you know, and we got to set up the bed. There's a lot of things to do before, and like, you can't really be like staying still, which like I know sometimes I'm gonna be lazy and I like to chill, um, and I kind of let you take the reins. But it's like, someone can always be doing something. Is what I'm trying to always, say. Always, always, and it's like. To be able to just shut our eyes, like, we're going to have to, like, it's not just falling asleep. Yep. It's just, we're going to have to do some stuff to prepare for that. And, like, I'm excited to kind of see, like, what we come up with because I feel like we have a good rhythm and I feel like we can get pretty nifty with it. First crafty. couple of nights will definitely be <laughs> probably me taking the reins a little bit, but yeah. as we settle in more and more, you'll, f- you know, you'll take over. I have good doing, ideas sometimes. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You have great ideas a lot of times. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, yeah. it, you know, you you do sometimes. You will sit back and kind of oh, just I let will. me do something because I kind of rather that than help you along the way. No, I hear but you. At the I same, hear you. At the same time, to help you along the way would teach, which just teaches me more patience, which is a good thing, and teaches me how to teach better. Yeah. Because I realize trying to teach you jujitsu and stuff like that. I'm not that good of a teacher. I'm not that patient, you know. Um, I get I get kind of frustrated when people don't understand what I'm talking about because I feel like I understand what I'm talking about so yeah. well. I'm like, how do you not understand that? <laughs> it's all. I feel like it's all about learning how to communicate. I mean, we all have our own communication styles, obviously, and it's just being able to translate into someone's own language. We all have our own languages, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know that sounds silly. Or like teaching language or learning language, we yeah. call it. Yeah, you know. And like, hey, like teaching someone something is not easy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that's hard to... Because you kind of have to... Pat does it so well. My coach in jiu-jitsu. I feel like, yeah, and Pat, what he does is he always lays out a story. Like, he'll be like, you know, when you're fighting someone and then blah, 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 and then he does the move and like... Always, he always has like I feel like a counter move with it too, mm-hmm. and it's just he lays it out really perfectly. Well, I'll just put, I'll just throw this out there. Okay. Everything in martial arts has a counter move, to a counter move. Okay, fair. So I'll just put it that way. Fair, fair. Like every move has a counter move. Yeah, I'm just saying he like he always thinks about that. That's yeah, yeah. that's what I was just trying and to I say. I love I love a coach. That teaches you one move mm-hmm. and then the counter to it. Yeah. That's and a then, good that's a good teacher. And then how to stop the counter. And then what that does is that builds off of that first technique. Mm-hmm. So you think you learned one technique the whole time. But you learned three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. And he honestly he makes jujitsu look like a butter knife it's rolling so against butter. Just, hey, he makes it look so easy. I it's hate honestly it. I love it really. Yeah. And like honestly, you know what? Like I've struggled with jiu-jitsu, you know that. Yeah. Actually, a little story time here. I actually, what was it, two Thursdays ago? 
He told me told me some sad words. I told Jacob to call him on the phone. We were gonna go to jitsu. I was like, look, I don't I think I'm hanging it, hanging my gi. I didn't actually say that. But I was kind of just really frustrated with jujitsu and like where I was at. And um I thought about quitting for a day. I mean, I did quit for a day. I told Jacob, all right, I'm done. And I didn't end up going with him. And then that next day, we were at my place. We had a little pregame going on. And I, like, remember turning to you and I was just like, I don't want to quit. Like, I don't want to quit. I feel like I quit sometimes. Um, Well, also, to be fair, like, I've done a lot of sports growing up. Soccer was my dominant sport. Like, but, like, I've surfed and done all that. And this one just hasn't clicked with me. So it was just kind of weird. I got frustrated. Definitely some ego came out, 100%. I'm not going to deny that. And um, I was just kind of like, why am I not getting it? You know, and also like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Being the only girl was just kind of intimidating. But I think I just have to roll past that. <laughs> no, no pun intended. I just need to get over that because like all the guys in the gym are cool and um like you said yesterday like if I have any questions anyone would be willing to ask there you know answer and um and um answer yeah my bad but like I get it I get it now being there for a little bit I get the respect that comes with everything in MMA like martial arts you know so I finally like kind of got it like get a sense of that now too but yeah um you know, I thought about quitting and then, you know, you, you kind of talked me through it and you kind of made me realize, like, honestly, this is just a really beneficial thing for any girl, anyone to know. I'm not going to, like, put it down to a gender, but especially as a girl, you know, it's very important. You never know what's going to happen. And um, you also said something that kind of spoke to me was just you were kind of like it, it's just beneficial for, like, your life. You can apply it to any, like, jiu-jitsu in any aspect of your life and the more and more I go to it the more and more I kind of see it slowly you know but I, I see it and I think that's really cool so I'm glad I stuck with it and I'm happy we're gonna be doing it on the road you know good I'm happy to hear you yeah, say I'm that. just happy like I have someone like you to lift me up like that I really am because a lot of people would have just let me quit so thank you I would have let you quit. I'm not going to lie. When you said you quit, I said, that's fine. I understand. Mm -hmm. It's a hard sport. Mm -hmm. It's a tough environment. And especially for someone who doesn't get it right away, it's, it's just difficult to be persistent and still be determined. Yeah to eventually get good but it's just having that trust that it doesn't it's not a two-week thing yeah. it's not a one or two class thing it's a six month thing yeah what, and i've kind of realized that after six months you're like oh shit i'm a completely different person mm -hmm. and then six months later you're like oh shit my jujitsu is completely different yeah and then next thing you know, a year later, you're you're like you're just thinking about how jujitsu does relate to life. And there's a weird in, there's a weird incident where what's that? Mm -hmm. 
hear like a feedback. Whatever. Weird. My earphones just started ringing. Um, there's <laughs> there was a weird instance when I think I was even still a white belt. I was leaving my house, and this road had been closed down at the bank, right next to the bank, mm-hmm. for weeks now. And it's the bank I go to every week to deposit my check. Uh, every time I need to take money out of the ATM, it's like the local Wells Fargo. You know, I always go to it. So one road was closed down and I'm leaving my house. And I thought about it when I was leaving the driveway. I'm like, I thought, I'm like, oh, I usually turn right to go to this back road and go this way to the bank. You know, that's the better way to go. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to that stoplight and I'm going to have to turn left and go around because that road's closed. Mm -hmm. So my first move out of the driveway was the other turn. I turned left instead of right Mm -hmm. because I had to take the other way. I I had to get to the other road. And the more, the most efficient path to get to that road was me thinking about it before I left and the first turn that I made out of the driveway I had to have been the other way instead of the way that I usually go. Mm-hmm. And I got there quicker. Yeah. And just like in jujitsu, you can think about where you want to be. Okay. And so- how you're going to get there. And the most efficient amount of moves that it takes for you to get there. If you do more moves than it takes, you're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. If you try to cut down the amount of moves, then I'm not saying like sloppily throw yourself into position. Mm-hmm. I'm saying instead of putting your knee down to put your hand out, just put your hand out and fall to your hand and your knee will come around or something like that, you know? Don't just just always like be efficient in your movements. Just yeah. like you want to be efficient the f- like you know where you're going and you got to make that first turn. It's mm-hmm. all about the first move. Your if your hands placed on the wrong wrist, you're not going to be able to get to where you think you're going to go with the move that you're trying to do. Yeah, I know because every there's pos- one detail that's messed up. Yeah. You said every position has a lot of details to it. Yeah. And for me, I haven't remembered them all. Still getting them wrong, but whatever. I'm still learning. I still get them wrong, too, though. Yeah. I just get different ones wrong. There's a lot to it. Um, But, you know, what's cool, like, talking to a couple people from the gym, like, everyone has their own journey with it. And it's like everyone goes in the gym with an intention, kind of like what you were talking about just a couple minutes ago. And um, people have intentions in getting a black belt. That's why I ask you I, every day when we're going in. I say, "What do you want to yeah, learn you today?" Yeah, you do. You do, and is I there, love. I love when you do that. Is there anything you're trying to work on? Mm-hmm. Because I would always. Then I, that gets me thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, like. I would do- always go into the gym with, "What am I going to do today? What position am I going to try to get good at?" Mm-hmm. And it was either playing butterfly guard the whole time, or sweeping people the whole time, like. There was there was months at a time to where all I wanted to do was sweep people mm-hmm. from my guard to where I would get on top after a sweep and I would 
kind of just let them sweep me and get back on top. <laughs> Take a bad position mm-hmm. and then sweep them again. Yeah. And then we just pretty much, we're not submitting each other, but we're going sweep by sweep by sweep. Yeah, but that's how you get efficient, you know? And whether they know it or not, I'm playing this game where I'm just trying to sweep them. Yeah. If you try to do this to any higher belt, they'll fuck you up. But yeah, I do this to the lower belts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's I'm I'm happy I stuck with it, and I'm excited to see like, like, especially when you say when you hit that six month mark, kind of see like how much I've changed, and then you know let more time go by and see like where my jujitsu has has improved and changed for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, right now I don't really have my agenda is just to like get the fundamentals down all the, those fundamental positions you know i don't really care about like belts right now no. or even submitting i don't even care well i sub- mean i want to i want to get start getting into that but submitting like submitting is a position in itself i mean yes but like i i haven't done a whole lot of it i'm still very new with that mm-hmm. i've been just mainly just trying to not get my ass beaten yeah <laughs> you know so, but I mean, it's cool because I feel like when we were rolling yesterday, I felt like I was very calm. I like, I felt like I, I brought it, but I was still calm. You were, it was like, good. I wasn't freaking out or anything like that. Yep. It's because I was trying to think what, okay, like what's my next move? Where am I positioned? Where are my elbows or my knees? I was trying to think of all of that, which like previously, like, to be honest, I wasn't, I would rather just move my elbows and not my knees. And like, I just realized now you, it's both your body is one in jiu-jitsu you gotta use it everything to get in and out and keep the space tight and i don't you know what i mean it's it's, it's so it, difficult to even explain because it is it is it's against your instincts that's, everything and that's the most that's like the hardest part to really understand mm-hmm. is that like you gotta kind of your instincts will get you killed and they say that. It's like a famous saying, whoever the fuck said it, right? You heard it before. So so what? Yeah. Um, your instincts will get you killed. And jiu-jitsu is like all against your instincts is what other people say. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from like probably everyone in your gym. Yeah. So, and it is because you want to do one thing, but it's like, mm, no, if you do that, you're going to get. Your- well, the typical problem when you first start is that you want to hold tight yeah. to something. But you still and tell me, you're like, stop hugging me and get away because yep. you're much bigger than me. A and good, I'm not technical yet. A good grip, no matter how good it is, can eventually turn into a bad grip. Yeah. If you hold it too long. Yeah. yeah. Every grip can be reversed, just like every move can be reversed. Full circle, right? <laughs> yep. But that's good. I'm glad that you're back in it and you're still rolling with it. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. So, cool. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening to episode eight, and we'll catch you next time. Yep. Thanks everyone. Uh, check out our socials, and um, we'll keep you posted about the stickers dropping soon. Peace. Peace. Tammy. Why you don't love me anymore
Love me anymore. 